Hello, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham, and I am T.C. Warner. Hi, this is Carrie Genzel, actor, producer, writer, and creator of StateofSlay.com. Slay, in this case, being an acronym for self-love, appreciate you. State of Slay is a blog that I created documenting my journey from the darkness of depression to living in the light today and focusing on the positive. It is a safe place to encourage one another and walk together as we find empowerment and self-love. I hope you'll join me on my blog, stateofslay.com, where we walk and slay together. Slay on. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome, friends and listeners, to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, your home for meaningful and in depth interviews. Thank you for listening. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Hello, friends and listeners. This is Stephen Brittingham, creator, producer, and host of Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. Thank you for listening, and welcome to a very special episode honoring the memory of John Callahan. My special guest is T.C. Warner. T.C. worked with John on All My Children. John, of course, portrayed Edmund Gray, and T.C. portrayed Kelsey Jefferson. I'm sure I speak on the behalf of so many viewers who remember John's outstanding work on All My Children. Thanks for the memories, John. You took a risk, and I'm a little late, and I'm very, very sorry. But please, please take it again. Because if we give up now, we could miss something phenomenal. I love you. I love you, Maria Santos. I can shout it. I love you, Maria Santos. Please, please, baby, would you do me the honor of becoming my wife? Hi, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Your home for meaningful interviews. It's so nice to have you listening. Thank you. I am so excited and, and pleased to welcome back a lady I think so highly of, and that is actress T.C. Warner. Not only is she extremely talented, she's a wonderful mom and a wonderful lady. As described through the opening segment, she is here to share some memories of working with John Callahan and also to provide us an update with her own career and how she is dealing with this health situation that we all are experiencing right now. And I am very much looking forward to having her back on the show. T.C. Warner, welcome back to Hollywood and Beyond. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. It's wonderful to be back. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, 
doing the best I can under the circumstances. Uh, how are you and family dealing with everything? We are making it fun, as I do with everything that I do. And it, although it took a little bit of adjustment, you know, teaching a six and seven year old to spontaneously make changes and, and adjustments is a, a life lesson that they are learning early. <laughs> so <laughs> learning how to go with the flow is, is, uh, quite an experience and and we're making it fun well i'm glad to hear that and and tc you're right this even though they're very young and there's probably a lot of confusing elements to them to a certain extent down the road this could definitely be something that they draw a lot of um you know strength from one day or perspective Yes, we have, um, because they're young and they may reflect back on a few moments of this in times to come, I have a, a huge memory board of what we've done every day. And so that I'll take pictures of and then store away in a digital library that will be able to be pulled uh, from times to come so that they can look back and say, oh, I do remember. I do remember that day. I mean, we've had some milestones that happened, so... You know, we're able to take a break and take a bike ride. We live on quite a few acres, so it's not like uh, we're we're holding a small place with nowhere to go. We can certainly go outside. So my youngest learned how to ride a bike on his own, and there's certain things that life happens. And one of the advantages of this situation is that I get to spend time with my kids, and I really enjoy that. So I get to see things firsthand. I get to see their education, where they're at. I don't get to spend their daytime with them when they're in school, so now I do. Well, that is just absolutely wonderful. That really warmed my heart, TC. Uh, I, a memory Oh, well, thank board. you. That's a yes. wonderful idea. And like you said, you guys are still doing plenty of things that are, you know, uh, uh, full of activities and, and, and all of that good stuff. So I'm so glad to hear that. And, and, you know, TC, you are definitely just a, a, a wonderful mother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, well whenever I, I see your photographs of, of family activities or, or things that you're doing together, it just shines through so clearly to me. Oh, thank you. Well, as mentioned, I, I'm just so glad to have you back. I had so much fun speaking with you all the way back on season one, and you shared in, an, in such a sentimental interview your artistic journey. And if anyone is listening oh. out there now and have not listened to my first conversation with you, I strongly recommend it because it is a very, very uh, enjoyable and in-depth conversation. So, TC, I get a chance to say thank you for that first interview as well. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it is... Uh, it is, of course, I wish under different circumstances, but you were so generous with the idea of sharing some memories of, of John Callahan, and I want to thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm just going to give you the floor, and uh, okay. as, as mentioned during the opening segment, I described uh, you know, the, the characters' names and a little background, but I'd just like to ask you now uh, uh, what some of your th uh, memories are of John Callahan. Whenever I, I think of John Callahan, I, I, I just smile thinking of, he just somehow 
brings jokes and laughter to any situation. And um, when I heard of his passing, I it, my heart just broke. And I, you know, I lost my father when I was, I just turned 16 or I guess 16 at any rate at a young age. And, and here his daughter is 18 and, and, uh, going through a very, very similar situation that I did. And it just, you know, a flood of memories and my heart broke for Kaya, his daughter, and just doesn't seem fair. It's a separation that shouldn't have happened. And oh, uh, he had a lot of close friends and a lot of, of followers for his radio station. And, um, and a lot of people loved him. There was very little to dislike about him. He was a very likable person all in all. And I think that showed in, in every role that he played from All My Children to you know, years back on... Um, you know, the Bay or uh, Days of Our Lives. You know, he's he's been in a lot of of shows with a lot of people. He's made touched a lot of people's hearts. So for me, it was it was hard because he's the only one, not the only one. He was the most prominent one that kept the connection. A lot of times in when an actor does a show or a film, the project ends and the relationships that are developed in those projects seem to just fall apart and people go their own ways and they, they touch base maybe here and there, but John seemed to stay very connected to me and my family. And, you know, he knows my husband, he knows my kids. I've visited him with the kids he's visited out in New Mexico, um, on his journey to, uh, visit his mother. And, and he's, he's just always, everybody in the room seemed to smile whenever he walked in. He just had an energy that was always happy. No matter what was going on with him, it was like, you couldn't tell because he just had this level of happiness about him. Um, and so when I first started the show, I didn't I didn't really know anybody. It was New York City. It was a new place that I was living, and my character came on in in this uh, pair of sweats that that I wore for two weeks, and and he would make <laughs> jokes about that, um, which made light of of how the process worked because working in daytime is extremely different. There really are no egos, and people are a team because it's so fast paced that you all really do have to work together. If it's anything from the actors working together, it's the actors and the writers and the producers and the directors and, and the casting directors and everybody is, is in as a family. And so all my children became a family. It was a new world for me. I was so used to working productions and then having the, the friendships that evolved of, you know, you, you, develop a friendship with one person and say, okay, yeah, definitely. Let's call, let's go do something. And all of a sudden you, your, your phone doesn't ring or you don't get any return phone calls. Well, John always did call back and he, he was there during certain scenes that there was one time where we had a, a family uh, friend who had passed away. 
I had to come onto the scene as as the happiest person on earth. And most people think oh, happy scenes are easy to do, but not when you just get that news. And so he he was able to say, okay, can you just take a minute to the the crew and allow me to gather myself before I came on. And I said, I'm ready. And then he told, he was just one of those protector types to try and keep everybody in sync and the production rolling on. And there was just, there was so much that you, it, it was almost as if you would assume that he would carry the the show. He would make things happen no matter what the turmoil was underlying or existing. He made everything smooth over. So his, his ability to crack jokes and, and make people smile yet switch gears and say, okay, now it's time to work. And, um, so that was, that was something that he was just very capable of doing. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who says that because he's worked with quite a few people. Um, and then, you know, on my, on my routes to come back, back from California to New Mexico quite often, especially not now, obviously, doing um, social distancing, but in times of <clears throat> traveling to and fro from New Mexico to California, I'll either fly or I'll drive. And when I drive, I would always go the route and, and stop by John's place. And if I had a, a kid with me, we'd jump in his pool and, and we'd hang out and, um, you know, just have fun and touch base. And I'd call other cast members and say, hey, guess whose voice this is? And then put them on the phone and, <laughs> and they'd go, John! They'd get excited. And, and uh, so we, we had fun. And so now the, the, the travel to and fro from New Mexico to California will be a different path. It will, as they're changing in the world today, that too will change. And um, so it's, it's, it's hard knowing that he's not there because he was one of the strongest connections that I have. But one of the good things that did come out of, of his passing that I know he's smiling down on is that a lot of the connections that I hadn't paid attention to, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. You know, I have a life and so do they, but I haven't been able to touch base with people like Joe Larson or Judy Bly Wilson or Lorraine Broderick or any of the people that are, are very close to me. Um, and because of this, it was, you know, conversations and tears and laughter and, and stuff like that and reconnections with these people that were very much my family. Um, so there's, you have to look at the good that comes of everything. And, and I, in a strange way, a lot of people won't believe this, but I believe that people pass away at their right time. And despite the fact that um, it may hurt a lot of people and a lot of people go through pain, um, it's their time to go and it's the time for us to, to let them go. Um, and so that, that allows a little bit of acceptance to the situation, <clears throat> despite the fact that I'm sure that 
everybody would like to say, no, let's, let's keep him on this earth. We want to hear his voice. We want to, you know, laugh. We want to hear his, who he is. We want to hear what his thoughts are and, and have him still in our lives. He's, he's left a trail of memories and they're all good ones. And the, the, the connections that he had, the, the only thing that I can say that, <clears throat> that touches me is that I see that there's a circle of three with him, and that's Eva and Kaya and John. And Kaya was everything. Whenever he spoke about Kaya or said anything about her, his face just lit up. You would say almost like a glow would surround him. He, she was his life. And that was the biggest gift for him. That brought him more life than any career or show he had ever been on. And the only person that I can say was, was truly in his heart was Eva. Um, so I think that that the separation is broken that circle, but his memories and his thoughts and what footprint he left will always live on. Such beautiful uh, perspective and, and recollection. I just thank you so much, TC. I just really stirred my heart. Um, well, thank you. Uh, all, all that you shared. Thank you so much. It sounds like John, based on your descriptions, was like a rock, like like the one that could keep people going through perhaps adversity. That's a really good analogy, and I I like that analogy because I call my husband my rock. Um, he's he's the glue that holds everything together, no matter what's happening. And, um, I'm, I know that John has that effect on, I'm sure his family and, and from what I saw working with him, he was the person that everybody tend to just naturally look at of what's going on. He knew what was going on and what needed to move things forward. So yeah, that's a good analogy. Thank you, TC. I appreciate that very much. And, you know, uh, whenever I saw scenes that he was in, uh, of course, decades ago on All My Children, I was always mm-hmm. instantly impressed, you know, when someone is just that talented. And I always thought, you know, there's a solid actor. I mean, there's a guy that's just like, you know, he looks so at ease and so into his character and there's just no doubt there. And I, I thought I would ask you also, uh, John, the actor, you described so well the man. Is there anything in particular about working with John that you found appealing? He, he was always very professional, and he always knew his lines. He always was, uh, he was not the kind of actor to waste time and, and give gab when it came to doing work. And it's, in, in any type of work, there was people who focused very clearly on getting the job done, and then there's, other types of personalities that tend to delay the process for one reason or another. And he tended to get, he tended to get right to the point and, and give respect to all parties involved. You you can't really mess around. There's too many, 
there's too many parts to the equation that become affected when everybody's focus is all over the place or any one person's focus is somewhere else. He had ability to zero in and say, okay, we have 10 minutes to hair, run the line, do this, do that. And we would be in blocking and, and, and he would walk through the blocking and it was always in this room that had a, a tile floor and there was always uh, on the corner, there was always bagels and, and fruit or bagels and banana or, you know, something <laughs> like that. But always bagels. So every time oh, I ever okay. went to his house, he, I, he always I had bagels. Love bagels too. Yes. <laughs> and, um, great. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he was a big fan of those. And um, he always, he always said, all right, let's, let's get this done. Let's get this done. You do the blocking. And then he, he would say, yeah, I need, I need time to run lines with this person, then come in at uh, 1040 and we'll run. We've got 10 minutes and then you have to be in there. Or you know, he took respect to everybody involved. So you knew when you were in the room and you were doing anything to do with <clears throat> the acting or the show, or you were working, it was focus time with him. And there might be a, a blurb here or there, but he would circle it back and get, bring everybody's focus right to the work that needs to be done. You know, TC, um, I, th- I believe I've shared this with you before. You know, during those years that you were on All My Children and, and John, I-, I was an avid, young and restless and bold and beautiful viewer. Um, however, I made it a point to learn about other shows such as All My Children and, and, and I was aware of you and, and had seen some of your work and was very impressed. But I have to tell you, the more that I look into All My Children from that time frame, I'm just doubly impressed. It seemed like there was something rather special about the cast members. Uh, any clips I watch, I, it's like I'm watching just incredible moments of acting, uh, uh, characters that are so interesting and vivid, and I just thought I'd share that with you. Well, thank you. You know, the casting director, Judy Bly Wilson, knew her stuff. She's an absolute pro. And I came on... Kelsey's character was a was a real character. It wasn't a a stereotypical bombshell beauty uh, with no flaws, which is what a lot of society saw as, as soap opera people. But all my children, the writers drove in characters that were more true to life, and um, I'm not that you know. 510 blonde bombshell. <clears throat> I am a character and I don't try to be the, the beauty. I am who I am. And that's exactly how that character was. So she knew she studied the characters very, very well. And she got to know her people. She wasn't going for a specific look. She knew what the writers were writing. She knew she kept in check with everything. So every single cast member there was carefully chosen, not only for their acting ability, but a lot to do with the definition of the character and and how much of the person that Judy got to know was part of that character. The casting... She knew more stuff. She really did. And at that time, all my children was bringing up more current stuff, more current issues. Um, A lot to do with... um, There was the 
homosexual character. There was the adoption. There was a lot of stuff that was going on that was not really something that people walked around and outwardly spoke about like they do today. So they were a little bit more current in what they were bringing to the table. And I really enjoyed that. I mean, the writing was pretty darn good. And that was much to do with the talented writers that are behind there. And then if you look in the daytime people and the people that are doing daytime today, it, it, they all tend to swim together because there's these, these people know what they're doing and it's not an easy process to go through. It's not as laid back. Remember I was telling you about coming from doing maybe a TV movie that took, um, 30 days to, to shoot. And, and here we are with one day to shoot what the time equation would be for a TV movie. And we have yes. one day. So you have to think that every part of that work process has to be as strong as the one next to them. Otherwise it's not going to work. It'll fall apart. So they have to carefully choose not only the cameramen, the gaffers, the writers, the producers, the directors, the editors, the sound people, but everybody has to be as strong as the next. So in, in that, the people in front of the camera have to be just as talented as the people behind. So all of those people build a strength and a level of knowledge that will carry them. And they, they're just as qualified to go into the daytime shows that are still running. And, um, and that's why they're still running is because these people, all of them are very carefully chosen. So when it came to choosing John for his character and, and Kelsey and Eva LaRue and Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, they did a lot of research. I mean, it was not just, a. um, how about this person, this person, or this person? It was a ridiculous number of people that were filtered through to find the right one. So they were very carefully chosen. Well, they hit the jackpot with you. That oh, much I can say. Well, I hit the jackpot. And TC. I hit, I hit it. Well, <laughs> you, you hit the jackpot too. That That is fair to say. But definitely include yourself um, you know, on that list of beauties on the show, in, in, oh, well, in my you. personal opinion. Uh, shouldn't you. sell yourself sh- uh, short there. I certainly noticed you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, you're most welcome, and your descriptions are spot on and so enjoyable and full of insight about working on a daytime drama. You would know you were a part of big storylines, too. Uh, there's no question about that. And, and TC, I'm not sure if you are aware of this yet. But I spoke with a lady just a few days ago that Mm -hmm. was one of your co-stars on All My Children, and I will tell you that she had the most flattering things to say about you. She said you guys used to hang out together in the dressing room a lot, and you had a really good Mm -hmm. connection together, and that is Darlene Tejero. Oh, love her. She's awesome. (laughs) And I made it a point to ask about you, and I uh, hope you get a chance to listen to it, because she had a lot of nice things to say about you. Oh, bless her heart. She was so fun to work with. 
She really was. <laughs> She's a fun lady. We had a lot of good laughs. Yeah, she is great. She's wonderful. And so are you. And uh, TC, what about current projects? What I mean, like what's been going on since uh, I last spoke with you? So I, we're still working on The Man Who Thought He Was Salvador Dali. And um, that's on a little bit of a pause because of the COVID-19. But uh, we are still working on that. We're piecing together what we have filmed so far. And uh, it's going to be a little bit longer to try and complete that project. And I've been, you know, I'm hoping that the Better Call Saul will pull back my, my role, a recurring role as a nurse on that show. I loved working with them. And I've been auditioning for a few things here or there. And as you know, everything has sort of gone virtual. So all of the auditions are now, you're going to videotape yourself and you're going to uh, send it on in. And, and since productions have, have come to a screeching halt, um, they're, what I'm seeing now is that the casting directors are still doing their work. They're still interviewing people and getting to know them. And I've noticed asking, that too. It, isn't that interesting? It, it is so, interesting. It's like they're, they're just working from home. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I can't wait for things to get back to even close to what they were. But I have to say, though, TC, I'm sure you would uh, feel the, the same way. You know, I hope that, uh, you know, all of us can be at least somewhat different at the uh, outcome of this, that we learn something about, you know, like you were saying earlier about appreciating people in your life and and, and just cherishing our moments together with family and friends even more. Yes, absolutely. There's there's always a good in change. And if if nothing changed, I I can't tell you how boring life would be, right? Oh, boy. I'll tell you. Accepting accepting change is is the first step. The second step is figuring out how to make it work. And I've, I've learned that I don't go towards the frustration and the complaining. I go towards the solution. And and finding out what will work. Are there frustrating points along the way? Oh, yes. Do I get uh, frustrated and flustered and, and feel like throwing something? Or Yes, absolutely. I'm human. And I work through those. And I have, my husband's a very good partner. He knows you know, how to help. And, well, where do we drive to the What's going to work? It may not be the best. It may not. But it's going to be different and then move towards that difference and find out how to make it the best that you can, can do. In other words, if, if I'm going to do an audition and I'm, I'm going to self-tape, which I've done many times before, well, now we'll set up more of a permanent self-taping situation because both my uh, kids are, are with Carissa Mitchell um, agency as well. and They're getting auditions. And they're getting interviewed. Oh, okay. So they're getting. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So um, they're they're getting the the general requests from some casting people out in California, and the casting people they're they, they're still doing their job. They're doing their research. So the second the production comes up, they've got their solution. They've got their bag of actors that they want to have 
scene are considered, if that description comes up, they know what they're doing. And they're not going to waste any time to get that ball rolling faster. So on that note, then uh, the kids' education to me is the most critical. Their social, their emotional existence and stuff like that is also equally as critical. So trying to balance all of that and do it on the best way possible has got to be the number one priority and having fun doing it. I mean, those, you know, some of the, those art class that the kids are missing. Well, so I said, all right, let's go outside. I'm sure there's a shadow. Go get one of your toys and let's trace the shadow of a dinosaur and color it in. Use things that are around you. Just get creative and and make it fun. Kids don't have the longest attention span, so you have to keep on going while trying to maintain a household and do your work and, and keep everybody on a level of happy. It won't be the most blissful moment, but the transitions in getting there is half the part of it is the journey. And making that journey fun is is, uh, is what I keep in the forefront of every move that I make, is how can this work and be fun. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Well, like I said, an amazing mom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just think you're an amazing mom. And, and you know, I being raised with my grandmother, I can spot a good mom a, a mile away. And, and that's one of the first things I, I noticed about you. And, and I think all of those activities are, are just really uh, beneficial. And uh, I'm sure down the road that your, your children will have such fond memories of all, all of your efforts. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That's You're fine. most welcome. And TC, uh, guess who I was thinking of a while back when um, 90210 returned? Oh, yes. I would love <laughs> to go to that show. I would love and I it. Was, my first thought was, I wonder if Toby would make an appearance. I know, right? Bring Toby back. <laughs> she was a raker. Did you get a chance to see it by chance? Uh, I have watched a little bit of it. It's a very different format. It is, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And it's, it's um, I mean, I wouldn't have anticipated that, but I have to say, uh, artistically, I just mm-hmm. thought it was um, very creative to kind of like um, take that approach. And then at the mm-hmm. same time, they're not saying that this is 100% how we really are. They magnified that. And I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. And then you put mm-hmm. it all together. It's just kind of a surreal result. And, and uh, But I did want to mention I, I did think of you. Well, I hope that the producers and writers on, on uh, 90210 think of me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there any other projects or any other plans down the road that, that you uh, um, are uh, focusing on? You know what? I would love to fill you in as uh, the changes happen. Uh, so if we circle back in a couple of months, I'm sure something will surface. Um, and I would love to share that at that point. But right now I'm just focusing on one day at, at a time and, and getting through. Yeah, exactly. Getting through this and seeing what <laughs> what permanent changes will be in effect and, and how, how prepared I'll be for that. Well, TC, uh, I can't wait to have you back for a third time. Speaking with you is just, it's just such a pleasure and it's just, um, 
you put me at, I'm very at ease with you. I, I feel like I'm like, like I'm sitting here going, I'm just very relaxed right now. <laughs> oh, good. Good, so, um, you are a, uh, just a fantastic guest and, and well, I thought I'd give you this chance. If folks are listening, any social media pages where they can like check out some of the photos I mentioned or learn more about you. Oh, absolutely. My Facebook page is, uh, is always up and, uh, I will eventually tie my Instagram, but my Instagram uh, is all about the photos, and, and I've just been so super yes. busy. I haven't been able to really share much on Facebook, but I will certainly pick that up. Well, thank you, TC. You know, I, I thought I'd conclude by sharing with you, I met John a, a long, long time ago, back in the mm-hmm. early part of the 90s at a golf charity event. And uh-huh. I just thought I'd share with you that we had a nice conversation. Mm-hmm. He had kind of this grin on his face while we talked. Mm-hmm. He was very attentive. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, uh, it, it, he gave me advice. It's very interesting. He gave me the advice very similar to your description of him as an actor. He was talking about being prepared and, and to show up and to, to know your lines. And isn't that interesting? I was just mm-hmm. thinking, that's the description you gave him. Yep. That that is that is amazing to me that he basically you described him so well because that's the conversation he had with me was just you know stay focused and, mm-hmm. and know your stuff. Yes. And uh, so TC, thank you for sharing memories of John, and it was just uh, so lovely to catch up with you. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me on on again. It's on your mind. You. I was thinking about what you said the other day. And you were wondering whether it was really over between us. And the truth is, I don't want it to be. I want to give us another chance. Hollywood and Beyond podcast created, produced, and hosted by actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening.